In today's episode of Script and Style, David and I talk about taking advantage of your time during the coronavirus quarantine. Welcome to the Script and Style Show, the web show where we talk about web development with the people that make it happen. Today's episode is brought to you by TrackJS JavaScript Error Monitoring. Know when errors hit your website with the context to find and fix bugs fast with TrackJS. Start your free trial today at trackjs.com. Welcome to the Script and Style Show, everybody. I'm Todd Gardner from TrackJS JavaScript Error Monitoring. And my co-host, David Walsh, creator of the popular blog, davidwalsh.name. How's it going today, David? Good. How are you? Back from vacation? I see some red in your face, a little sunburn, yeah, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Got a little, got a little burn there, a little bit on my stomach, a little bit on my back. You know, normal, you know, northern Midwesterner going to the sunny parts of the world kind of thing. Right. Uh, it was, it was a weird vacation because like. All of the coronavirus stuff was blowing up, but we're like, you know what? We're going to go anyway. And I get there and like day one of the vacation and I come down with a fever. And I'm like, oh crap. Oh, this is terrible. Everything's scary. So we extend out the trip to make sure I have plenty of time. My fever breaks. Everything's fine. It was probably just a cold. And we come back and then they're saying, lock everything down. Minnesota, where I live, closed everything down. Schools closed. Bars closed, restaurants closed, shelter in place. It's wild. It's just wild. Yeah, it, it is really, really wild. You know, especially with myself having younger kids. Um, it's it's a madhouse here. But it, it's crazy. And um, I myself, so they say that the danger zone, right, is older people mm-hmm. um, or, or people who have a deep underlying issue. I have sports induced asthma which is like and i i don't really use my inhaler at all really so i don't know that i would be considered one of those people but as this is a respiratory thing i'm not messing around yeah um i'm not arrogant i'm not saying i'm like oh i'll just get it and beat it um i don't want it (laughs) and so i think that this is a really cool topic that we could talk about because we have the unique perspective of of being in in tech and we both also work from home permanently. So I think we have a, a pretty good background for today's topic. Yeah. So there's one, one before we jump into the topic, there is one interesting bit of web news that you might have totally missed due to like all of the uproar around the spread of the virus. Um, but GitHub bought NPM a couple of days ago. Did you see that? I did see that and I like it quite a bit. I, think I like go, it too. They go hand in hand. I think that with Microsoft money, they can improve. I guess I would say improve some of the security around it. Cause as we spoke in a previous episode, um, we just sort of install packages. Like there's no risk at all. And hopefully I think that Microsoft can do some things to maybe manage some of that risk. Um, what do you think? I think it's really good. I um, So GitHub for a while has been talking about packages and their own kind of like uh, package management system, but it hasn't really taken off and it's been kind of uh, slow to adopt. Um, I think, I think this is a big like acceleration for them as they're buying an existing package management system. And so 
if they can better integrate that so that I can commit something to GitHub and it automatically gets published and like there's a closer authoritative link between the repository and the package and we can establish a tighter trust cycle there. I think this is nothing but positive. That, and you know, the big risk I've always felt of NPM is NPM didn't make enough money for us all to be like depending on it. Right. NPM could have disappeared any day and just gone bankrupt and said, fuck all you guys were done. And, and the web development world would have been freaking out. And I think this brings a big dose of stability to our world. Uh, having the backing of, of Microsoft behind it to say, this is going to be a thing for quite a while. And hopefully they don't just turn it into the next NuGet. The next what? Microsoft has their own package management system called NuGet. That, that I didn't know. That sucks. It's not, not good. Okay. Well, good. Hopefully they switch to that. Can I, <laughs> can I share some breaking news? Yeah, breaking news. What's up? So if anyone's seen the blog post about my office, I sit like I'm looking out two big windows, right? So I can see my neighbors. I can see everything going on. There is a woman going around from mailbox to mailbox, putting something in it. This is breaking news. Not the time, Karen. <laughs> There's a virus going on. I'm not touching that. It, fe it feeds into our topic, but I like it's, it's stuff like this that, is bugging me that I feel like shouldn't be happening. Yeah, absolutely. Read the room. All right, so let's get into the topic. Let's jump Let's in. Let's get into the topic. All right, so many of us are, are at home. Like we are home with our families. We're not supposed to go out except for, you know, essentials. Um, depending on where you live, either in the country or around the world, there's different levels of severity based on where you are. But we're probably, all of us to some extent, uh, limiting our movements to help stem the, the spread of this virus. And, uh, and I imagine like all, like all of us are feeling some anxiety over the current situation, uh, which I think is totally normal. This is weird. This has never happened before. Uh, this, is, this is an unprecedented level of change that's happening in our world right now. I have a, um, uh, my eldest daughter is a senior in high school and uh, she is, is losing her mind that she is losing the last half of her senior year. Oh. And, and, uh, and it's weird. We're all kind of worried about it. But I think the most important thing we can do is just not panic, both for ourselves and for each other, is if we panic, other people will see us panicking, and it will just get worse. This is going to pass. This is going to be okay. We're going to... We're going to stem the flow of this and life will return to normal. We just got to like hunker down for a little while, watch some movies, do some projects and take advantage of this flexibility and free time that we've all just been given. Um, and so that's what our, our show today is about is what can we do? What should you be focusing on? How do you not sit and just worry for two or three weeks and, and come out of this on the other side better than you were going in. So let's talk about that. David, what, what do you think people should be doing with their time? <clears throat> I, it, it's hard to 
put a timeline on some things. I think that right now, myself included, there's still a little bit of shock, right? There's like, uh, the kids are out of school. Um, we can't go to swim class. We can't do this. Um, what should people do? I think that people need to do in the short term, very short term, what they need to do to, you know, sort of come to grips with the situation. But at the same time, like you said, there needs to be a point where you stop allowing yourself to be paralyzed a little bit about something that you can't control and try and spin it into a positive. Um, so for example, family-wise, my wife is put together a schedule for the kids to learn each day. It has recess, it has stuff that they can work on, free choice time, but it's trying to build some of that normalcy for them um, so that this doesn't seem as bad. But this is a tech podcast. So from a tech perspective, what should people be doing? One thing that I've been doing is getting back to what I fell in love with, with open source, and that's finding a project that I think would be really cool, an existing project in my case, and contributing patches to it, learning about it, make, keeping my mind busy about something that will give me joy instead of the sort of worry that comes with the current situation. Um, so that's what I've been doing in the short term. How about yourself? What are, what are you getting interested in? What do you think people should uh, dive into? So, so starting, um, like getting into, into new projects, I think that's really cool. I think that's really important. Um, another thing you can do is just improve yourself. Like go out and there's tons of learning resources that are available to us all online. Um, I believe I've heard some universities have made some of their, their programs available online. There are uh, training classes like our friends over at Front End Masters that you could like learn a new bit of tech. You could learn React, you could learn Vue, you could learn SVG, you could learn containers, you could learn a bunch of stuff there. Or you could go and just catch up on some of your favorite blog content. Like you could head over to David Walsh blog and read about all the stuff that David has written about over the years. There's tons and tons and tons of content on the internet that that we could all be taking advantage of and just learning from improving our, our own selves, our careers, our skills. Um, and I think this is a fantastic opportunity that we've been given right now to, to do that, to seize that. And, and I've been trying to do that a bunch lately. Um, kind of back in, into the vein that you were talking about though, uh, you could also start on something brand new, like rather than joining an open source project, you could start your own side project with that idea that you've been rolling around. If you have like an idea for something open source or a new website or a business or whatever, this would be a great opportunity to start hacking on your own ideas. Um, downtimes in the economy are one of the best opportunities for growth. Everything has changed, everything is disrupted. It's a good opportunity to get in on something. And uh, in our last episode, we actually talked a bunch about this in, uh, in how I started up Track.js and some of the challenges there. So if this is sounds something good, you should go check out our last episode about, uh, about starting your own side hustle. Awesome. I think another, another good thing that people could do is spend some time um, fixing and maintaining something that they've already created. Um, nobody likes doing... Yeah, you've been talking about fixing your blog for a long time. Are you uh, you gonna you gonna fix anything up there? Okay, listen, 
nothing needs to be fixed. <laughs> a redesign is not a fix. But yeah, that's seriously something that I've been considering doing. Um, taking time off of Mozilla work and putting it toward, you know, sort of a redesign. That's something I guess I hope to do if this stretches on for a long time. Um, but I'm also re sort of recognizing, you know, like family first and taking care of the people around me to make sure that they're okay. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I don't know. One thing that I've had a hard time doing over the past week or two is starting anything big. So fixing any big uh, bugs at Mozilla, adding any new features. But one thing that sort of kept me going is this idea of maintenance and doing small things um, which help the greater good. And some of that is triage. Some of that is trying to find a way to improve certain processes. Some of it, you know, which is super valuable is just um, reviewing and merging pull requests and patches and such, right? So there are these little things that you can do to improve your project and feel productive without feeling like you have this massive, you know, mountain to climb while you're busy trying to figure out and deal with this other thing that's really impacted your life. Um, and that's something that, that I've been trying to focus on. And it's something actually at the end of the day, when I leave, I don't feel like I didn't get anything done. It wasn't mm -hmm. anything massive, but it was something that pushed something else forward, if that makes sense. Um, and so fixing things and maintenance is, is something that I've been working on. Have you, like, have you been trying to maintain anything or fix any of your processes or like, what are some of, I guess, the smaller things without creating a new project, some of the smaller things that have been helping to, you know, push you forward every day? Well, uh, one of the things, I mean, we've always kind of done this, but I, I guess we've probably spent some more time on it in the past week or so is, uh, is looking at our projects, looking at the bugs um, that we know about in our system, like those little edge cases that don't happen very often and trying to address those, trying to, to, you know, use this time to to fix the things that we wouldn't normally have have, um, have focused on, right? Because we don't want to take on a new big thing right now with all the uncertainty. Um, uh, and so, fixing things like looking through our TrackJS accounts uh, for you know client side bugs, making sure we know what all of them are, that we are addressing them, um, that we're you know getting everything nice and clean. Um, and I think this is a be a great opportunity to like go through and you know, make sure all your bugs are fixed. All of them, all of them, all of them, every single. Hey, no, I, what I mean, you're saying is is create a bunch more bugs. Is what you're. Yeah, that's fix, what we do. <laughs> fix one bug and create three more. That's how it works. Right. Totally. But that gives you more uh, work to do, right? Then you have more stuff to do later. Right. I like where you're going with this. What, like speaking of getting bugs fixed and, and sort of pushing yourself to get stuff done. One thing that I've been trying to do with my team at Mozilla is um, just stay connected with video meetings, yeah. um, chats. One thing that I found incredibly helpful yesterday is I pair programmed on something that maybe I didn't need to pair program on, but just talking to someone and talking through it um, I think was a, a massive help for the both of us. Um, I made sure to um, call my parents yesterday. I feel really bad because we had to cancel my seven-year-old's birthday party. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and he hasn't been able to get, you know, gifts from people. And I'm sure he feels a little bit slighted from that. But we make sure to, um, you know, call our parents, call the grandparents, call some of his friends to keep in touch. And I feel like that sort of joy that I can see him getting from that um, is something that we can get ourselves by um, like adding meetings, whoever wanted, whoever wanted more meetings. But I think it's something that getting that human contact is really good. Um, I've never been a huge fan of stand-up, but again, just jumping into stand-up um, over the past couple weeks has been really helpful. And the funny thing is, is like talking about the work side at stand-up takes like two minutes but these usually last until like in half an hour of banter or, you know, just like, how's your fan, you know, just like getting that, that human conversation I think is really helpful. Um, and doing it in video chat, right? Just because we're stuck at home doesn't mean we're stuck with ourselves. We can chat with friends. Um, we can catch up. I'd like to catch up with um, contributors that I haven't spoken to in a long time um, because I, you know, am on this other project now. So I think getting that contact, talking to people is really helpful for both you and them. Um, have you noticed yourself adding more meetings or just generally chatting with, with your colleagues more often or even uh, customers or contributors? Yeah, I think it's gonna be really important to, uh, to, to increase the, those number of connections beyond what we would have been, been doing normally. Um, everybody's going to be feeling a little bit disconnected, a little bit lonely. Um, And so having those uh, face-to-face conversations, even if it's a video face-to-face conversations with your, your friends, your family, your coworkers, uh, just so you can, you know, reestablish connections. And if somebody's like kind of freaking out, you know, help, help bring them back and, and get everybody on the same page and and keep those relationships. Um, For example, tomorrow, uh, from, from our recording date anyway, um, was supposed to be one of our TrackJS meetups where we were going to go out to a bar and hang out and stuff like that. And we're going to do it anyway. Like we're not going to go out, but we're going to throw a, a video session and we're all going to like get our drinks. So we're going to sit on video chat for a couple hours together and just kind of like bullshit and try and do what we would have normally done uh, to try and, and keep up with that. Because I think staying connected to to our, our families and our friends and our relationships is going to be really important over the next couple of weeks. Am I invited? I didn't get an yeah. invite. What you, is going you, on, dude? What, absolutely. Let's do it. Let's do it. And maybe, maybe we should do like a uh, script and style happy hour episode. That would be fun. That would be a good idea. Um, yeah, that's really cool. And speaking on that note, I think that there are a lot of conferences people can find on YouTube. Um, whether they're like sort of live streaming or just older conference videos, I think that would be really helpful um, for some people. So one of the things that I was doing was listening to an interview with um, one of the infectious diseases experts, and he was talking about COVID. And he said one of the best things that people can do for themselves and one of the things that is the lowest risk is getting outside and like walking your dog or you know doing whatever outside and i think that for me that's been really helpful um my wife likes to jog in the morning so i let her hit the treadmill and 
I take the kids outside for gym class. I'm, by the way, I'm the world's best gym teacher. <laughs> um, but I get the kids outside. They're running around. They're on their bikes. They are playing soccer with me. And I think that that time outside, not just for them, but for myself, is a good reminder of the real world and, you know, getting that fresh air, feeling the wind hit you. Um, as you know, yesterday, I don't, I don't know if it happened there, but it snowed here yesterday. Mm-hmm. So just, just getting outside, feeling that, um, that was really helpful for me in trying to regain some sort of normalcy. Um, obviously what's happening right now isn't normal, but getting that sort of normalcy, doing some of the things that I would normally do is like a, a really good bridge and I guess mental anxiety reliever um, to get some of that. Yeah. Totally. The, the other thing that, that I've done is I've realized how much of a complete loser I am on the weekends because there was there were no sports, no live sports over the past couple weekends. And I'm like, like I just sit there like, what am I – what do people do? What do people who don't like sports do? This is crazy. Um, but like, I know that the NFL and the NBA both um, opened up their four pay apps to see old games. And I think that that's something that's been really helpful. Um, Frozen two was released on Disney plus. So that was a big bonus for the kids. So we, we've been having movie nights. Um, and one of the things that I think when we talk about, learning a new skill. One of the things that I've been trying to do each night is leave work early and go to the kitchen and have the kids help me make dinner. And uh, this past Saturday, I had my older son help me rearrange the garage because we're going from winter to fall. We got to put away the snowblower or winter, winter to spring. I'm sorry, put away the snowblower, get the lawnmower where, you know, it needs Mm -hmm. to be. And I think teaching, my kids some, I guess, life skills that, that, you know, with school and um, swim class and gym class, all this other stuff. I think that some of that stuff gets lost. And I think that taking the time to show my son some more real life skills um, has been incredibly helpful in taking up some time and sort of putting together a skill set for everyone and some normalcy day to day. Um, like, have you noticed any patterns that you're trying to implement? Not yet, not not yet, but mainly just because we just got back from vacation a couple days ago and everybody's still trying to figure out what we're doing. Honestly, everybody's a little jet lagged in my house still. Uh, I actually think everybody is still, it's, we're recording this at 10, 23 AM local time. And I'm pretty sure everybody in my household is still asleep. Mm. So it's just a little weird for us still. Um, even before uh, the state of Minnesota closed down schools, uh, my kids' school decided they were going to close through at least Wednesday. Um, and now they've like basically said that kids will resume online classes uh, like at the end of next week. Um, but so like there's not a lot for them to do right now. And so we're trying to put some structure in place, but probably not until next week. Right now, they're just kind of in vacation mode which my kids have been reasonably okay with just occupying themselves. Uh, but the, it's going to get old quick. And so I, I like your tips. We're going to, we're going to start putting together a schedule here soon. Um, 
one thing that I did forget to mention, and I did really want to talk about is um, you might be struggling to like stay connected with, with the world and feel like you belong and, and understand something. And so my team and I, we've actually been working on this since before the whole coronavirus thing happened, but um, we're releasing it now because I think it's just a, it's a really good uh, resource for people to, you know, connect with us and connect with each other and stuff like that is we've launched a new YouTube channel called building request metrics. And there'll be a link in the show notes for it. And it's essentially, uh, we're building the TrekJS team and I, we are building a brand new product called request metrics, which is going to be a web performance monitoring tool. And we have been recording every working session, just like Dave and I are recording this right now via zoom. We've been recording all of our like pairing sessions, everything from like when we first started the project, working out like different algorithms, how we're going to store data, how we're going to do deployment, how we're going to build everything, editing, editing them down into like 15 or 20 minute chunks and putting them out on YouTube. And so the first, I think 10 episodes are live right now. You can go and you can watch us. You can feel like you're pairing with me and the team at TrackJS while we build something real. You can see how we're really applying technologies to do things, um, which I think is cool. I think it's interesting and I hope you'll check it out. So that'll be at requestmetrics.com. Very cool. I'm excited. I'm excited to subscribe. Yeah, and as soon as we're ready to, to start playing with it, I'd love to uh, maybe put that agent out there on David Walsh blog and see, see what kind of performance data we can capture. Well, let's... let's. <laughs> no, this is really exciting for you. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. Is, and so this is going to be an ongoing, ongoing video series. You're not done with it yet, but you've got up the first episodes or well so we're done with like the editing and release process of the first 10 episodes or so we okay. have we recorded like 80 episodes wow so, so we are like considerably farther ahead in the the production of the product than our videos are the videos are probably okay. are probably a solid month behind development um and so there's a lot more videos to come to show how everything goes comes together but we are, we are, I mean, we're actively running request metrics on some of our TrackJS sites today. Um, and so the, the basic building blocks of the system are up, are, are ready. Uh, we just have a lot more polish that needs to go into it before we publicly release the product itself. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. That's really cool. That's really cool. So you can watch all of our, you know, efforts and anger and bickering and, uh, frustrations with technologies live uh, on, on requestmetrics.com where we've been publishing all of our videos. Wonderful. That's awesome. So you should do so, that so during instead the of watching, Yeah, instead of watching old WWE wrestling videos on YouTube, you can, you can watch, you can, you, yeah, you can learn about web performance and you can learn about how a piece of software is built and how we're doing this with uh, with .NET Core and Redis and running on Linux. It's pretty sweet. Very cool. So that's what I'm going to be doing during coronavirus, is working on that and releasing a bunch more videos for it. That's a humble flex, but cool. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So 
Anything else? That's, no, uh, let's, that's let's, our outline. Let's, let's do our takeaways. Let's do Go our takeaways. Away. All right, you first. What's your takeaway? What are you going to be doing over the next couple of weeks? So I was born anxious. I've always been a very anxious person. And this wasn't this, you know, coronavirus episode obviously isn't helping me. Um, but I think that one way that I've been able to help myself is keeping myself occupied and trying to keep things positive, both for the sake of myself and my family, because this is obviously very stressful on everyone. And so finding ways to get positive vibes, whether it's starting a new project, whether it's helping someone else out, whether it's jumping on a video chat, whether it's just getting away from the computer to have lunch with my wife and kids, um, finding a way to keep things positive and keep a good mental um, mindset is something that I know is going to carry me through, you know, however many weeks this goes on for. Um, and so I guess what I stress is don't pick up anything too big, keep things positive, keep yourself in the right mindset. And I think that we'll be able to get through it. Okay. Uh, how about yourself? Um, staying positive for the people around you. I think that's a, a fantastic takeaway. Um, I think that's real, something really important that we all need to do. Um, I'm going to be focusing a lot on generating content for others. Uh, I think that everybody is going to be in, in, in the need of like connecting with people. Um, and so I think, uh, the best thing that I can do is going to be to write more blog posts, make more videos, record more podcasts. We're going to be pushing through a bunch of stuff for uh, request metrics. I'm going to try and do a bunch of podcasts with you and try and get them out as fast as we can. Um, there's some talk about hosting a couple of uh, like zoom based happy hours. Um, so yes. I think there's a lot of interest in that. So uh, just trying to stay engaged in the larger community uh, in whatever way that we can. That's really cool. Thank you so much for putting those videos together too. That, that'll be a really good resource for people. I hope so. I hope everybody likes them. Um, so check those out at where I said. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. So I guess until next time, uh, I'm at Todd H. Gardner. I'm David Walsh. David Walsh blog, I need to say. I got to keep up the branding. Um, stay safe, everybody. Bye-bye. Script and Style Show is recorded and produced by David Walsh and Todd Gardner. We'll see you next time on Script and Style.